from 1 Corinthians. Now I make known unto you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast after what manner I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. See, faith alone doesn't save you. You can believe in vain. You have to believe and you have to obey. You can't live in mortal sin. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again, according to the Scriptures, that he was seen by Cephas, and after that by the eleven. Then he was seen by more than five hundred brethren at once, of whom many remain until this present, and some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Last of all, he was also seen by me, as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace in me has not been void. But I have labored more abundantly than all they, yet not I, but the grace of God within me. Gospel from Mark 7 And again, going out of the coast of Tyre, he came to Sidon, to the land of Galilee, through the mist of the coast of Decapolis. And they brought to him one deaf and dumb, and they besought him that he would lay his hand upon him. And taking him from the multitude apart, he put his fingers into his ears, and spitting, he touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he groaned, and he said to him, be thou opened. And immediately his ears were opened, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke right. And he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more, a great deal did they publish it. And so much the more did they wonder, saying, He has done all things well. He has made both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Baltimore Catechism number 3 on prayer. It says there's two kinds of prayer. There's mental prayer, called meditation, in which we spend time thinking of God or of one or more of the truths that he has revealed. And by these thoughts we may be persuaded to live holier lives. And then there's vocal prayer, in which these, prayer in which we express these pious thoughts in words says, mental prayer is most useful to us because it compels us, while we are engaged in it, to keep our attention fixed on God and his holy laws, and to keep our hearts and minds lifted up to him. And the final question, how can we make a meditation? Right here, Baltimore Catechism 3, the best, absolute best, in my opinion, explanation on mental prayer that there exists. I've read pages and pages and pages about mental prayer, and nothing fills you in like this does. One, two, three, four, five steps in making mental prayer. Baltimore Catechism number three, question 1102. Get this one right. How do we make a meditation? First of all, five steps. One, 
by remembering that we're in the presence of God. Recollection is what that is. Two, by asking the Holy Spirit to give us grace to benefit by the meditation. Come Holy Spirit. It can be as simple as that. Three, by reflecting seriously on some sacred truth regarding our salvation. Four, by drawing some good resolution from the thoughts we have had. Five, by thanking God for the knowledge and grace bestowed on us through the meditation. And then one more, it says, where may we find subjects or points for meditation? Catechism says, in the words of the Our Father, those seven petitions. The Hail Mary, or the Apostles' Creed. Also in the questions and answers in our catechism. In the Holy Bible. And in books of meditation. Take time, do mental prayer every single day. It's one discipline that you must cultivate. Okay, Latin for the day is sed libero noso malo. But deliver us from evil. In this petition, we're asking God to uh, protect us from evil spirits. Sed libero noso malo. Deliver us from evil.